Doug Stevens is founder of the Retail Profit. It's a Toronto-based retail advisory, and he joins us on the show right now. Doug, the Bay reported uh, to be in early talks uh, to acquire Macy's. I'm just wondering how they can afford to do this. <laughs> Good question. Um, and, and I guess, moreover, why would you do this? You know, why would a company be uh, expanding in uh, in a retail market that a lot of people see as being in tremendous peril? I think that if you look closely at HBC's strategy over the last number of years, what you see is you see a company, I think, that is really less interested in running retail businesses and more interested in accumulating retail real estate. And I think the real estate is really at the heart of the strategy. Um, Recently, as of last year, HBC made a couple of moves, one in Germany, to buy a chain called Galleria Kaufhof, and they also bought a chain in the Netherlands, B&D. And what these two chains have in common is they have some very, very iconic and premium real estate in their portfolio. And uh, the chairman of HBC happens to be a pretty astute uh, real estate person. So this is really in the DNA of the company. And now with the Macy's, potential Macy's acquisition, they could also stand to pick up some really premium properties like the Macy's Herald Square st- store in uh, Manhattan. Uh, so that's my belief, and, and, and I'm not alone in that belief, certainly, that HBC is amassing a portfolio of prime real estate here. That's interesting. I want to turn now to something that's been going on since Donald Trump was uh, running for the presidency. A social media campaign aimed at numerous retailers dubbed Grab Your Wallet List was urging consumers and still is to boycott retailers that sell Trump family products or have supported his run for presidency. And in here in Canada last week, uh, a woman started a Facebook baycotting page after mm-hmm. Trump's controversial travel ban was issued because she says, you know, she feels like uh, the base selling Trump family products doesn't reflect the Canada she's part of and believes the retailer owes consumers an explanation. Boy, that's asking a lot from your retailer. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I think that uh, as with all things Trump, it's a polarized issue, isn't it? I mean, what we've seen in the U.S. is we've seen some retailers, of course, Uh, succumbing to the pressure of consumers to take these items off their shelves. Nordstrom was the last, uh, latest one, which which happened just uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. And on the other hand, you've seen consumers out there, some consumers anyway, saying that they support Trump and that, in fact, they're putting pressure on these retailers now to bring these products back or keep them on the shelves. And they're, they're actually threatening to boycott the retailers because they've dropped uh, certain Trump products. So it's it's a very polarized issue. And regardless of what your belief is around uh, what Donald Trump may stand for or what he may be doing, what it does to retailers is it puts them in a very precarious position where they have to, uh, to some extent anyway, they have to become political. Right. Damned if you do or damned if you don't carry that product. But I think Nordstrom's did this really well. Back in November, a consumer asked them to explain why they are carrying the Ivanka Trump line. And they said, we hope that offering a vendor's product isn't misunderstood as us taking a political position. Uh, We're not. So that's very Switzerland. And then today when they dropped the Ivanka Trump line, they said the decision was based on sales performance. Yeah, that was the official line. And, uh, you know, whether or not that's that's true uh, is, is, is anybody's guess. I mean, we can only take it at face value. But um, but but that's true. I mean, uh, they are in a very tough spot. And, and I mean, 
if the electorate is any indication of the retail market in the U.S. at the moment, it's a very polarized market. You know, you have consumers that are sort of diametrically opposed, both politically and philosophically. Um, and but, you know, retailers beyond just Nordstrom are having to come out now and, and take positions on these issues. We saw last week after the refugee ban that Starbucks uh, declared that, well, guess what? They're going to hire. I think they, the number was 10,000 refugees mm-hmm. uh, over, over the next number of and years. And give them medical insurance. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. So so they're, you know, they're sort of hitting back at these policies. And then, of course, we see. Uh, some consumer backlash there. There was uh, certainly some anti-Starbucks sentiment online as much as there was uh, sentiment praising Starbucks for that move. So it, it, it's a very difficult and precarious marketplace. So what, at is the a, moment. what does a retailer do then? I think I think what a retailer, first and foremost, has to do is, is understand who they are. I mean, who who they are as a brand, what they believe they stand for both in in the minds of their employees and the minds of their consumers, because this isn't just an external issue. You know, when you take a stand on some of these policies as a retailer, you're not just simply taking a stand for your consumers. You're also sending a very clear message to the people who work for you as well. And so I think you really have to be in touch with who those communities are. And ultimately, I I think personally, I think it's it's better to uh, declare to declare that and to take a position on these issues because, you know, if there's one thing that both sides hate, it's it's a, a retailer that vacillates and seems to be straddling the line on some of these very, very contentious and important issues. But isn't it somewhat, if you start to clean house of brands uh, because people, uh, they're politically charged brands, isn't it slightly hypocritical not to clean house entirely and look at all of your products? Because let's face it, there are a lot of products, a lot of clothing that we get at a really nice price point because they are made at the expense of child labor. Well, you know, I think that what we're dealing with in the Trump situation is a little unique. I mean, we, we have known for, for years, for decades, that the apparel industry is, is rife with issues. You know, there's worker safety issues in factories. There's certainly human rights issues in some cases, uh, and, and there are certainly labor issues and offshoring issues. And we, we've been aware of that. We've been cognizant of that. And those issues are widespread. I think in the case of the, of the Trump brand issue, I think that this backlash is uh, more about the actions of a person who is holding the highest office in the land. You know, this is this is a person who has taken the presidents of the presidency of the United States and uh, in, in the eyes of uh, uh, you know, a significant number of people has done and said things that are simply uh, abhorrent. You know, uh, so uh, this is a backlash against against that. There are certainly uh, campaigns out there that fight against child labor, that fight against poor factory conditions, uh, you know, and, and we've seen successes on that front, but I think this is a different matter. Do you think this will continue for a long time? Well, I think if the level of, of protest and, and dismay and disruption out there at the moment is any indication, I think that this could, could certainly continue on for some time. Could it put uh, businesses out of business? It depends, I suppose, on, on you know exactly how invested they are in these in these brands. Um, I mean, and even the Trump brand itself, you know, I mean, there, there's the old saying that any publicity is good publicity. 
you know, even if it's bad. Um, one has to wonder, you know, is this stripping equity out of the Trump brand or is all of this attention somehow in some bizarre way pumping equity back into the brand? I suppose it's it's anybody's guess. Yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see. I really appreciate you joining us on the show. My pleasure. Thank you.